the Podjectivity Network. Not, not to get too off target, but I had the pleasure of watching it with my daughter just on a replay, on a phone even, which is not the same thing, mm-hmm. but just she loves, and many of her generation love Snoop, love Ice Dog. Ice Dog? <laughs> Whoa. You Snoop Dogg. 80 years Grandpa. old. Grandpa. <laughs> Someone needs a nappy. Ice Cube Cube and Snoop Dogg became Ice Dog. Ice Dog. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up, folks. I can see see how you went there. It pulls a sled. It's it's tough. It's furry. It wraps. Ice Dog. Snoopy Doop. It's tough. (laughs) It's tough. Snoopy Doopers and the kids and the... But but no. The fact that... I'll try not to be more long-winded about it other than <laughs> the mark the mark of potent shit is when the next generation has picked it up and is still into it. Mm, mm-hmm. I get you. You know, yeah. and my the fact that my daughter knew these people and was like feeling it and you know, got the significance of it and was like Yeah. It was meaningful to her. That's you know, yeah, hip hop was new to us. It was new, but just yeah. its staying power. And Maria played the Chronic. I just bought that album, mm. yeah. and Maria played it for her friends. Have they like never heard it or something? Or no? Oh my god! Seriously? No. Oh wow! Where did they come from? Well, they go to White Grafton. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but but you know, I'm going to guess that there's something that's so sort of transcendently cool about the music that how Dre can you produced not and made get on and, that groove and okay. just like. And, and, well, and, even and, if and Dre, as a producer, was the guy who was sampling all of that soul, and that's how yeah. I—that's some of the first soul music that I ever heard was sampled through hip hop, and through Dre. Are you wanting to get back on topic? But, well, but, even if this never airs anywhere, I wanted to talk about Super Bowl halftime, just because. Yeah. Uh, where to, a number of takes. One, don't ever try it again. The Super Bowl was in L.A. Mm. Dre's like 56 Snoop is like 50 Everything came together Don't at the try right it time. again Grandparents You're only gonna get older Just leave it Just don't ever come back You did it Snoop's you, never gone away He's gonna keep reinventing himself those, As a spokesperson yeah. for Cheetos And you know whatever. Corona like, Everything He's the most entrepreneurial Motherfucker of all time yeah. But Dre was the more mystical one I feel like Oh he You know good. he's a He's like the guy who built everything. Yeah. I feel like. Oh, and, yeah. And that he was and the, I'm sorry if I hijacked this, Dan, but no, you, it's super, part of the, like what the transition we saw from Dre, the, the evolution of angry, angry, super aggressive gangster rap, NWA, to the soundtrack to all of our college parties. Mm-hmm. And bringing in a white virtuoso who was wacky and silly. Yeah. Like his growth to see him as a 50, almost 60 year old man now, like smiling at the beginning of the show up on top of the roof and like hands up when the beat dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Like still the coolest guy in the stadium. Okay. But like Dre can smile a little bit now, you know, and like. 
just enjoy they what a fucking legend he is. Yeah, it was a yeah. p- good time. They were having a good time. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's I, a mother- oh God. So many takes. <laughs> I have an avalanche of takes about Super Bowl halftime, as you might expect. Mary J. Blige. One and only substitutes for motherfucking perfectly. And like people wondered, like, what's it going to be like with no swearing in it because it's the Super Bowl? Didn't it? it didn't ba- it? Didn't matter. It's the one and only D O double G. Sounded just as good as it's the motherfucking D O double G. So it it played to a broad audience. So please never try it again because you'll never top it. That's so many artists, teams, people like fall into the trap of trying to Prince playing Purple Rain in the rain. It was awesome. So. Now let's do it again. Let's run it back and try to make yeah. it better. And that's where I'm like, do not, do not touch it. It was, you can't make it any but, better. But Dan, like one thing that I heard was it's 2022 and this is the first hip hop themed halftime show. Really? Did it take well that long? And it feels like it's inevitable now. Like the gates are open. They're still fighting about black coaches too. Do you, so it's, that's why we, do you really want to talk about Super Bowl halftime? Because okay. until, Super Bowl halftime started as marching bands and ch- pom-poms. You, rah, rah. Probably yeah. some tight outfits attached. To and it was like, depending on what city it was in, it would be that. Town's best you know, marching like, band. So it, ca- it was in California, so it would be like USC's uh, marching band or something. you know. And then the 80s, uh, the 80s brought us like the Up With People halftime shows. Do you remember those? No. Do you know what Up With People is? Who knows what Up With People is? Nobody. Nothing. If I wait longer, will you, anything? I don't. Up think with so. people was a uh, a phenomenon of the eighties, and it was like a, a traveling troupe. T r o u p e of troupe of uh, young young people. It was sort of like this international menudo kind of thing. It was for. <laughs> You know exactly. Don't and, laugh. You know exactly what I mean. A delicious soup and a good band from our childhood. No, it was like, it's just a funny phrase. International menudo. Continue. We all know what menudo was, right? Sp- Spanish boy band. And it rotated. Mexican so boy band. It was always these seventeen-year-old guys, and it when they aged out, it was just new. It, so menudo was just evergreen. What it is the literal translation for menudo? Do we know what that word means? In was English? it soup? It that is made a, a good soup case. that's made with uh, doesn't mean tripe. soup though. Why would you name a boy band soup? So it's got to be a mix. Of so this menudo. and this gets to your point about like why did it take fifty years or whatever for it to be a part spicy of the Super Bowl. Mexican soup made with tripe? You accidentally knew that. Oh my god, it's chitlin Just, soup. Look at this guy. Look at this guy's bachelor degree. Yeah, I learned and, that uh, in my ex- economic classes. One of our number is doing some quick cramming on the Super Bowl halftime. I love it. So up with people. It was a. Uh, it was like, if Menudo is not an appropriate analogy, it's like the Peace Corps. It was people from all over the world would get together, and perform in this like band, if you will. Spin and they some would, plates, maybe do some exotic dancing. And they would play at things like Super Bowl halftime, for example. But they came to my high school. They came to Portage, and did their act. And it was like, uh, it, it was almost like something you'd see. The Simpsons have lampooned it. It's like. Everyone is great, except everybody's differences. You know, it was like this. It was it was the '80s version of like inclusion 
and an international flavor and like, hello, I'm so-and-so from whatever country. I speak Swahili and blah, blah, blah. And then it'd be like, hello, my name is Jose from blah, blah, blah. And then, then they would like, of, hey, everyone loves each other. Yeah, they would go see door around the stage. And, like, it was this. So I'm. this is going way too long on up with people. But for the 80s, that's what Super Bowl halftime was. It was this sort of nondescript. Years before Janet Jackson's Performance boobie. art. Almost like a NBA halftime show now. But well, just like a, yeah, yeah. Plate, it, plate lady. And now I'm going to kind of, now Asian I'm. Plate lady. Kind of, yeah. A plate spinner, an acrobat. It was more of that kind of thing, like novelty the stuff. The geek. <laughs> oh, that's pointed. Ah, Nightmare Alley. See it. Uh, it wasn't until, and I, I did look this up. I got to admit I looked it up a little bit. But the first time that there was actual, like, celebrities in it, stars, uh, it was people like... Barry Manilow, 76. It was like Gloria Estefan. So they were going for that, like, they were going for that. Come on, Jimmy, shake about it to the conga. A pan national. Like, they were going for the pan national yeah. appeal, and at that time it, it was wholesome, and it was. She had the Miami. Birth. She was in it a couple yeah. of times, yeah. and then like, and then like Santana got in there, like a real rock star got into Super Bowl halftime, and I think in one halftime it was Santana and Gloria Stefan and 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 it would be this sort of conglomerate thing Julio Iglesias perhaps and then came uh, I want to say it was like 93 maybe was Michael Jackson like we could google it it'd be pretty easy to see it Um, but too lazy I broke my google finger and why not just putting it in some context so it's only been about 15 20 years 90s 30 it's oh it's only been about 25 years where it's been like a major act. And then, of course, so let's skip a whole bunch. And the Super Bowl itself started in the 60s, late 60s? Yeah, late 60s. 60s. And like the original tape, funny story about the Super Bowl, the original tape, like television studio tape of the first Super Bowl got taped over because nobody thought it was anything. So, And they were like, oh, we need a tape. So there isn't like a surviving master of the first Super Bowl. that's how My much math no is one probably cared. off, but but even though the league is is still relatively young, the first forty years or so it was, you know, not a big deal to perform at the halftime show of the Super no. Bowl, and probably advertising just grew and, a, and grew and got more and more ridiculous. Well, and you know, over time, you could so. say for a time there, Super Bowl halftime was like a necessary evil. It was like, oh, geez, what are they going to wheel out here now? You know, like yeah, but so I'm going to beg. This is going to be difficult. But I'm just going to read these rapid fire for context to bring us up to what we saw at LVI. Okay? Give it to us. 1967, The Three Stooges, University of Arizona and Grambling State University Marching Bands. 1968, Grambling State University Band. 1969, They were hot then. America Thanks with the Florida A&M University Band and Miami Area High School Bands. Oh, high school bands at the Super Bowl of performance. Tribute to Mardi Gras with Marguerite Piazza, Doc Severinsen, Al Hurt. I have some Al Hurt albums. Yeah. Lionel Hampton. Okay, so there's some some people. On the vibes. 71, Southern, Southern Missouri State Marching Band. 72, Salute to Louis Armstrong with Ella Fitzgerald, Carol Channing, Al Hurt again, and the U.S. Marine Corps Drill Team. Sweet. 1973. Oh, a military band. 1973. 
Happiness Is with the University of Michigan marching band, Woody Herman and Andy Williams. I've heard of Andy yeah. Williams. I don't know who Woody Herman. 1974. A Musical America with the University of Texas Band. 1975, tribute to Duke Ellington with Mercer Ellington and the Grambling State University Marching Band. 1976, 200 Years and Just a Baby, a tribute to America's Bicentennial with Up With People. 1977, It's a Small World with the Los Angeles Unified All-City Band. 1978, From Paris to the Paris of America with Tyler Apache Bellis and Apache Band Pete Fountain and Al Hurt. I have albums by both of those guys. Salute to the Caribbean with Ken Hamilton and various Caribbean bands. So I'm sorry, hold on. You had a jazz trumpeter playing with Native Americans in that last one? It, the Apache? You're getting the vibe, though. Okay. It's this yeah. inclusive, you know, it's, stew. An, it's a it, stew. It's an attempt at inclusivity. It's a, yeah, it's this stew. And it's, but it's not formed yet. It's, well, that's what we had, you know, that's what we had. Uh, 1980. A salute to the big band era with Up With People and the Grambling State University Marching Band. Again, 1981, a Mardi Gras festival with Helen O'Connell and the Southern University Marching Band. I know this is painful. Uh, oh. 82, a salute to Motown with Up With People. 83, Kaleida Superscope with the Los Angeles Super Drill Team. 1984, Salute to the superstars, superstars of the Silver Screen with the University of Florida and Florida State Marching Bands. This will get somewhere, I promise. 1985, A World of Children's Dreams with Tops in Blue. Never heard of it. 1986, I remember this. This was up with people came to Portage High School and they were either headed into or fresh off of Super Bowl halftime when the 85 Bears won. So that's like, you know, Super Bowl shuffle, all that stuff. Beat of the Future with Up With People. So that had to be like, you know. It might have had the Super fake Bowl Fake rockets shot. going off and all this kind of shit. You know? I'm sure they did. Matching jumpsuits. 1987, a salute to Hollywood's 100th anniversary with George Burns, Mickey Rooney, the Grambling State University, and USC marching <laughs> How bands. old does it make you feel to know that in your childhood, fucking George Burns was still performing? Sir. This oh was God. Super Bowl halftime? He was 100 then. Okay, I... Promise this is going to start getting better. 1988. Something grand with 88 grand pianos, the Rockettes, Chubby Checker, and the combined San Diego State and USC marching bands. So hold on. The first star to play the Super Super Bowl halftime show might be Chubby Checker. We've heard a couple names in there, but yeah, Chubby Checker might be the first like pop star. In 83? In 1988. Ooh. And there were like a hundred grand pianos set up. Eighty-eight. Come on, dude, get it right. That's and with all due respect to some of those jazz names played, you know those aren't exactly household names no. or, or or pop stars by any stretch. No, no, no. So Chubby Checker gets the crown there. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-nine. Bebop bamboozled with Elvis Presto. Wow, Crickets, Elvis impression. Dude. Crickets. An Elvis impression. Okay. Nineteen ninety. A salute to New Orleans. 1990. This isn't that. Well, it's 30 years ago, but yeah. Salute to New Orleans and 40th anniversary of Peanuts. Fucking Peanuts, man. With Pete Fountain, Doug Kershaw, Irma Thomas, and the Nichols State University and Southern University marching bands. So we still have college marching marching bands. bands Still. And Pete Fountain, clarinet player. But the year before, they'd had Chubby. 
mix it up a little bit. And we're get. I promise we're close. 1991, a small world tribute to 25 years of the Super Bowl performed by new kids on the block. Now, 1991, we have a pop phenomenon elevated to the Super Bowl halftime stage. And by God, that is a turning point. But we no, are done. Any with, colleges? Oh, my uh, God. That's, that's no, sad. No. Okay. That's We're sad done. that the new kids on the block was yeah. the group that turned it. Ah, oh, dude. What's next? Where we were. Yeah. All right. So what's it's the, where how, we yeah. were. Yeah, how, what, how could you possibly follow that, Dan? Because the NFL boardroom. Millie Vanilli? In the planning phase was finally transitioning to like the Super Bowl by this time, by 1991. This is when the Super Bowl, this is when you start hearing how much a Super Bowl commercial costs. But like, is there demographic nine-year-old girls? It's, Super Bowl halftime has always been a statement of broad appeal. What is the broadest appeal we can get here? And New Kids on the Block, what's the answer? 1992, Winter Magic with Gloria Estefan, the University of Minnesota marching band. Now, I hope, Natural combo, Gloria Estefan and the Minnesota marching band. 1993. She was already gigging with him anyway, I'm sure, in Havana. <laughs> 1993. Heal the World, performed by... Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Now, maybe that's the real turning point of yeah. when they, the NFL realized, like, this is, this is where we're at now. We need appeal so broad and so big, global. This is a, the he Super was, Bowl is a global yeah. force, and we're going to play to that that's, on the block. that's interesting that's that's kind of the ultimate large pull yeah. once you've tapped michael jackson at that point pretty you, you can get anybody after and that, that was 92 yeah. so then the stones the stones and bruce springsteen and all that shit well, come after that here we come uh, 1994 rockin' country sunday with clint black tanya tucker travis tritt winona and naomi judd so they threw country a bone to the country case. demographic you know and that's all the biggest names of that era. All the Grammy winners. Uh, yeah, there you go. 1995, Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye with Tony Bennett, Patti LaBelle, Arturo Sandoval, and the Miami Sound Machine. So there we go. Broad appeal. Lots. Now we're getting like... Uh, was Tony Bennett like swinging from a, a whip or something? Or was Indiana Jones themed? Here's your... What'd you call a stew? This, that's another stew. stew one. It's like, well, let's appeal to... Pop fans and old people and the international audience. Like, they're appealing to everything Patty LaBelle once. with Tony Bennett? Yeah. And Miami Sound Machine. On my own. Why did it end this way? Is that Patty LaBelle? I don't know. But On my funny. own. Patty this isn't how it was supposed to be. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now. That was a duet with somebody. I wish that we could throw it all again. It could only be Michael, Michael McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Oh, or Peebo Bryson. No, it had to be no, Michael no. McDonald. 1996. He was having a hernia while he was singing it. Was Take McDonald's. Me Higher, a celebration of 30 years of the Super Bowl, performed by Diana Ross. That's pretty big. Oh, sure. Good. 1997. Okay. Blues Brothers Bash with the Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and James Belushi. Oh. James Brown and ZZ Top. Whoa. Weird combo. Right? This is like, I don't know if this is PCP James Brown driving his truck around <laughs> shooting his shotgun in the air. Probably post. Late James Brown, past Rocky Part 2, living in America. Like, what are we, what kind of shape is James in? that? James Brown and ZZ Top? Yeah. They're like, who can we get for James Brown? That feels like a random hat pull. Yeah. Like, they just legs. had some names. <laughs> what? 
No. She got to legs, huh? <laughs> this is what we're talking about. This is what Super Super Bowl halftime by itself. Not even the Super Bowl. Just Super Bowl halftime. You know what a, it sounds like? Is a fascinating uh, a conspiracy trip. <laughs> 1998, a salute to Motown's 40th anniversary with Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, Queen Latifah, Martha Reeves, and the Grambling State Marching Band. I'll bet that had nothing on the Up With People's tribute to Motown 10 years earlier. 1999. Motown's been honored twice. Soul, yeah. Salsa, and Swing, performed by Stevie Wonder, wow. Gloria Estefan, and, sign of the times, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. You don't need to put Big Bad, Big Bad Voodoo Bad. Daddy with Stevie Wonder. He's no. al- alone is enough. Chris, 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 please. Stop thinking like Chris and think... <laughs> Start thinking like a boardroom trying to pick a Super Bowl halftime bill. That's what that's what we were he talking about. The widest amount of Stevie Wonder doesn't do it. Like yes, for you're objectively there. right. Like why is Big who's, Bad Voodoo Daddy playing with Stevie Wonder? Who's pitching that to Stevie Wonder? Here's who we're gonna and put with you. Get ready, dough? Stevie. How much money are Big you just? Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. You know, at this point, he didn't see. Okay, I'm keeping my powder dry because we're we're getting there. We're getting there. But I mean, you can't blame Stevie for doing a gig like that because yeah how many of us have ever been offered that super bowl money what do you think this he was clearing at that point for that performance millions foreshadowing it'd be like if if someone said but the catch is you have to perform with justin bieber or yeah sing harmony with nickelback foreshadowing <laughs> oh my god the point the point at the end of this is going to be so satisfying just hang in there 2000 a tapestry of nations with phil collins christina aguilera Enrique Iglesias and Tony ru- Braxton. That must rule. And I'm going to go full in- announcer voice for these now. Okay. Tony 2001. The Kings of Rock and Pop, performed by Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. <laughs> yeah. A lot of. The sampler platter just keeps here. getting weirder. <laughs> Poo poo platter. It's like we're eating sushi with ribs and okay. I'm gonna know, marshmallow this. jello dessert and okay. my palate is just doesn't know. But yeah, put think to back to those times though. These segues, how did they transition from one artist to the other? It's crazy. Think yeah. back to those Super Bowls and the Super Bowl parties you were at where you and your families and everybody went, What the fuck is going on here? What is this? And even if it was somebody you'd liked. Even if it was Stevie Wonder, you're like, what are those guys doing with him? This is horrible. I feel terrible for the backing band. And like, I, I don't we think need a transition like- from what to what? And I don't think I'm making this up, that there would be newspaper articles the day after that were like, what the fuck was that? And that, but it was, it would have, they'd have to eventually admit that, like, well, when you're trying to appeal to the whole globe, it's hard to put a show on. It's tough to please everybody. I really. 2002, a tribute to oh, September 11th. 20 years ago. Okay. Performed by anyone? This, this should be a good one, though. Salute to September 11th. Now we're we're gonna slow it down now, cause shit's getting real. 2002. Shit's getting real now. Super Bowl halftime. It's getting. Uh, I think a country artist or maybe even Paul McCartney. Who's the biggest star in the world? In These are all great guesses. All great guesses. All wrong. <laughs> you too. Good choice. That's you good. too. Solid. Signaled another change in Super Bowl halftime. That was like more production. 
and and a single act, just yeah. one act that came out and burned it down. Okay. And they're used to playing at the stadiums and rocking the big and before and after, as you'll hear, was these amalgamations of people. But U2 was big enough that we're like, no, we're U2. We don't play with uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. You two with NSYNC. We no. We're you two. Yeah, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. That surprised me a little bit. <laughs> and well, remember when swing music like was the thing oh, for yeah. about a minute in the nineties? Like the movie Swingers. Uh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Cherry Poppin' Daddies. The guy that did Straight and, uh, Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah. Squirrel Nut Zippers. Squirrel Nut Zippers Squirrel and Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Zippers. Okay. S- Brian yeah. Setzer. Brian Setzer. Was yeah. That guy. That's yeah. Two thousand three. Would you welcome Shania Twain, uh, No Doubt, boo. and Sting. Wow. What? Sting? You people are impossible to please. How are we going to put on a Super Bowl halftime show that pleases this audience? Just Sting. Shania yeah. Twain and Sting enough. should not be on the same stage. Okay. She doesn't belong on the or stage. Or a police reunited okay. show. Sting okay. with or the police. the Beatles. Nobody noticed this one. I love how pissed off you guys are. Yeah, this is awesome. You guys are coming in hot. It's awesome. Literally off the top rope. 2004. Top of the cage, even. Janet Jackson. Yeah. Kid Rock. Oh. P. Diddy. Jessica Simpson. Nelly. Oh. And Justin Timberlake. That's where her nipples show. Along showed. with the University of Houston and Texas Southern University marching band. Nipplegate. He p- pulled Nipplegate. the nipple down. Nipplegate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a turning point in Super Bowl halftime. P. Diddy was we part obviously of that remember Nipplegate, so. right? But I didn't remember it in that perspective, like how boring, not boring. I don't remember anyone else. I thought it was just them. Yeah. What are the other people again? P. Diddy and Kid, Janet Jackson. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. P. Diddy. Jessica Simpson. <laughs> Nelly. And Justin Timberlake. I think Nelly is one mm-hmm. of the only ones of that lineup that I heard that had output yeah. that like Eden will play it. And now, it's still there and that. Yeah. At long last, I am going to begin to address the original question of it took this long to get hip hop on the Super Bowl halftime stage. This is 2004 was hip hoppy. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Nelly. That's hip hoppy. Titties on stage. And it didn't go great. Or it did. And the, the culture just lost their fucking mind because the news told them they had to. Right. Like. He ripped the thing off. So Amy, I kind of saw it. I remember seeing that at the Super Bowl and was like, "Oh, that was something." And then, a, and then the moral majority or whatever outrage yeah. and the religious sort of backlash and the only the way mainstream you... media backlash to that was so, so was that fucking contrived intense. and the slut shaming of. And I've heard the story. I don't think it was. That was All a right, pure accident. Now. And it was a, it since, was an accident. I think it was purely accidental by Timber by JT. And he had no blame. It was all on Janet Jackson because it was her nipple. Remember? I didn't know it was an accident. I thought they planned <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't think they did. But that could be another podcast if somebody wants to mm. research that. I, I think that was a spontaneous and it just There's went. what happened and or there's what they claim. There's that too. And there's all the space between mm. and it's not okay. known. Did you guys already talk about marching bands being like an integral part of African-American cultural history no we talked about marching bands is like that's what it used to be back in the 60s and like drum lines and stuff and And well no not really it was just a function of the nfl more a function of the star power and i think also that's what we were kind of also the drum line and the black culture as it relates to jazz and how it got into 
rhythm and blues and things later is more significant than like the type of drumming and the type of music that was played for the Super Bowl show was more like a military white square kind of different thing. You know, it was like what you'd see at the parade, but it's, you know, versus what you would hear behind at a, at a club at a club. Uh, yeah. or, you know, but it yeah. can't be ignored. The bands that they choose over and over again, though, Grambling State and Southern. Yeah. Uh, HBCUs. Mm hmm. So. There's, so there's that. That's good. Sw- swing their ass off. Interesting sort of nod by the league, I guess, to let to give them the platform, I guess. It, you know. Okay. Now so, I gotta go back and listen to some of these recordings if so if they exist. Two thousand four, Nipplegate. The world almost ended. Can I pause us? Can I pause this for a moment? Because I want us all to propose, in case we don't remember, you probably already cheated and looked, but what would be a palate cleanser audience? Our, our uh, performer to be like, sorry about the nipples. Well, here's it's what's time coming. to get wholesome a again. Palette cleanser. Mine is gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put forward Amy Grant, Dixie Chicks. Ooh, before they, before they oh, lost their. That's so bland, clout. Jeremy. Well done. So the year after Nipplegate, 2005, Anne Murray, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Paul McCartney. Oh. oh, very very good. So the league was like. This was the turning point where the league was like, okay, international pop star or international superstar where they can't oh. fuck it up. They had to spend literally all their money. The treasurer's like, don't you guys. Feel like, don't you feel like you too? <laughs> we're probably, all in. Performers probably. don't get paid at Super Bowl <gasps> halftime. What? Because of the exposure. They don't get paid. You're kidding me. Paul McCartney Heard doesn't that need somewhere. exposure. That's bullshit. He it's got paid for that show. All right. But I, the, but the I call But if you're Paul McCartney, do you, do you demand a paycheck to play a world concert? He doesn't need the exposure. But do you demand a paycheck to play a world concert? Yeah. Okay. Why else would I get out of okay. bed? Okay. He's getting that money from somewhere, even if the NFL isn't paying him. I'll tell you that much. There's no way that he's like paying to move his yeah. whole they put operation on the show. And band. The anymore. NFL pays for the production. Why the NFL does not pay halftime acts. Man, I'm tired of being right. Yeah. Is there an asterisk except for Paul McCartney? Yeah, Dan, people are getting that they money cover the somehow. Don't act and like production costs. It's like the college athlete that doesn't get paid, Dan. That because those are the rules. They're no not check. Take it up with Google. <laughs> no, no check. Yeah, I don't believe that they're not getting paid. Yeah. two thousand six. That is, ladies and gentlemen, that is a conspiracy, Chris. That is. Technology. Yeah, you guys are so us. conspiratorial. My God. <laughs> what? Conspiracy, conspiracy, Chris. My goodness. No, that's just shocking. That's a shocking development. But wouldn't you say U2 was almost, I mean, Paul McCartney's his own level, but they were also like this rock band that yeah. they knew they could count on to just fucking deliver the goods. Deliver the goods, baby. And U2 yeah. is. Don't fuck it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have enough concern for world peace that after 9 11. They could yeah take it there. You know what's weird? It, it feels like it. It's trying to echo the Olympic uh, spirit in that hey, this is this is a even though these are all American leagues, it's called the World Championship, sort of you know, and like mm-hmm. all the eyes of the world are on us, and we acknowledge that, and let's foster some sort of brotherhood through this violent spectacle. <laughs> Two thousand six, ladies and gentlemen. The Rolling Stones. Yep, that sounds yeah, right. That's a good one. 2007, ladies and gentlemen, Prince. Oh, that's 
the Purple Rain one. And the Florida A&M Marching Band. Another, what are they called? HBCU. Historically Black. HBCU, yep. University. Florida A&M. They're very consistent with that. I, I, what can you say? 2008. It's lady. like they built their league in large part on black people or something in there. Bringing some <laughs> of their culture into it. It's weird. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Ooh, that was right in his... Two thousand eight, I saw Tom Petty in the nineties. So he was past Wildflowers and past all that, but still. But at the time, though, right? Yeah. Biggest ticket you could get. The big. The, who who bigger could you? Get? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers just a well-oiled machine after like three decades on the road yeah. right. at that point. Yeah. I'm sure right. too. Uh, and everyone was still alive. Two thousand nine, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, again, home run. No brainer. Even if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, you yeah. got to admit he's he Super Bowl halftime material. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just go, yeah, of course. You, even like I they, can't argue with that. Like when Michael Jackson was now, it's like, oh, but that was more like, oh, you got Michael Jackson. 93, yeah. 15 years earlier, right? That was like, whoa, you got him? Holy shit. Right. We were just, it was up with people last year. <laughs> yeah. And this is, that's okay. a large leap. 2010. Ladies and gentlemen, The Who. Hmm. Not a lot of takes there. 2011. No, no, I, just, I remember this one pretty well. They just seem like they'd be really old yeah. and kind of... Yep. Classic Rocky and, and sort were, of not relevant that's anymore. That's when almost. you probably like, the crowd goes to the bathroom. Is, it's not nostalgia yeah. anymore. It's got to so be that, contemporary. And you can see... Like yeah. New Kids on the Block. It's yeah. a good thing I'm here. Because I'm a sports nerd and I remember all this stuff now. Now it's recent. I remember, I remember Bruce Springsteen's power slide on his knees in his yeah. leather pants on the stage. Who's watching the Who though at halftime? So after that, they were like, uh, "I think we've kind of jumped the shark with like the old white guys." Yeah. So it's time to mix it up a little. So 2011, ladies and gentlemen, Shakira. And now I've got to start bringing. I got to bring Pepsi in. I think, ladies and gentlemen, the Pepsi halftime. The Black Eyed Peas, Usher, Hip Hop, and Slash. Gross. Weird. What a weird combo. I remember that, though. I remember Slash being out there, and that was a real novelty. You're not saying that Slash is gross, are you, Chris? Just to check. Uh, the combination is gross. So Black Eyed Peas and Usher, there's it a little feels... hip-hop, right? You're making a face at Slash. No, it. I don't. Yeah. I like Slash. I love Guns N' Roses. I saw them in concert. Okay, so where's the, the face no, is the combination? No, it's the pandering. Pairing. The pairing is the... the blind pairing. The board go whoever makes those decisions of like, oh, we got hip hop and who could we? How do we also please? This is so. It's this awful. is like unfrozen caveman reaction to Super Bowl halftime, because this has been going on for a very long time, and you're like, what? <laughs> They're putting these acts together like it's there's just, a game. It's, Listen, it's I'm just a caveman. Yeah, it's pandering. Well, yeah. yeah, no, but I mean. That's I, what Super Bowl halftime is, Chris. It's no, awful. And it's not just what Super Bowl halftime is. It reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend of mine, uh, Consti, who was expressing outrage over how bad music had gotten on pop radio like lately. And I was like, when did you start listening <laughs> to the r radio? Like, there's a lot of garbage for a long time. Really this isn't long a new... Time. A new kind of thing, and it, it is about pandering, and you know, okay, that is it. Feels like a cheese stuffed crust bacon cheeseburger, hot with pocket ice cream. It's just like 
enough. Have just, you ever been to a Super Bowl party? I'm pleased that they just had you two. Answer the question. And they <laughs> answer just the question. Had Bruce Springsteen. Answer the question. We don't need to deep fry our scrambled eggs. We don't need to like <laughs> answer. Do it all. The. <laughs> Your Honor, the witness is hostile. We have reached an impasse. And in contempt of power. <laughs> have you ever been to a Super Bowl party? Yes. Have you ever stood by the table of food and it's gone? It's been a long time. Boy, that was a weird group of musicians and <laughs> appetizers. Boy, that was weird. I'm talking about, haven't you sat there All with right. like your mom and the neighbor lady? and your Guys, mom? give us a breakdown of what a weird table at a Super Bowl party would look like. You've got your got traditional some carrot jellos sausage, slice or some and, some sausage slice and cheese. And just, where does yes, I understand this what you're saying. What you yes. talk about yes. when the game's not on is like, boy, that was weird. <laughs> and then, uh, did you try that coleslaw? It's got a little something different in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2012. Ladies and gentlemen. Madonna, LMFAO, Nicki Minaj, MIA, and CeeLo Green. Wow. Chris I'm, needs a barf bag now. I'm. Stat. I am nauseous. Madonna sharing the stage with who the fuck is LMFAO? Look at that body. Boom, boom. Give me look a at that body. Fucking break. Boom, boom. Hey, look at that body. Boom, no. Boom. She works out. Boom, boom. What's that song? Uh,. I, I can't help you, dude. CeeLo Green had one hit. No, one. not true. He had two. LMFAO. What's the song? Somebody with a phone. Come on. My ah, phone is stuck on Super Bowl. Madonna. It's uh, uh, uh. Madonna created MTV. Basically. Sexy and I know it. Uh, Sexy and I know it. I am so against this. All right. I will keep my mouth shut for the next three. All right. Is it part of the... Is this feminist outrage that I'm hearing a little bit? Like, they didn't ask Bruce Springsteen no, to it's perform not. with some bullshit... No, I felt the same flavor way. Flavor of the week. I felt the same way about... Yes. What, what, what was the other one? Where I'm like, I can't even listen. The only thing I'm shocked about is you're acting like this is the first time you've ever heard about it. That's that's the part where I'm like, where have, are you okay? Oh, Stevie like, Wonder. As yeah. if Stevie Wonder and needs to share the stage with anyone. I know you're not a big More sports than fan. Enough. But like you've heard of the Super Bowl, okay. right? I, I'm, I'm going to calm down. Okay. Okay. It's good pod, though. It's good pod. Electrifying. Good heat. Should I a Twain perform with a historically black college or university? I wonder. Oh, Shh, I don't do you, am I going to have to scroll back? Right, no. Okay. 2013, ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Okay. Fuck yeah, I'm on board. Okay. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. There we go. No hot take over there? Oh, oh, oh. Chris is doing the dance. We're doing the dance right now. We're we're in it. Right. 2014, ladies and gentlemen, Bruno Mars. You know what? That was a pretty fucking good halftime show. And Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. Yeah. Right? It was weird. You know what I heard? I didn't remember that. Afterwards? I don't remember that at all. They were candid enough to be like, you know what? Our instruments were unplugged and like not even. Oh, the peppers? Yeah, just or they were turned down and okay. yeah. we were lip syncing and playing to a pre-recorded track because there's billions of dollars riding on everything and they've got to just orchestrate it to the and hill. And the timing. To, to the, the second. Hill. Yeah, to, to the, the second. Uh, okay. 2015. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Katy Perry. Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott, and the Arizona State University Marching Band. Wow. Weird, right? I don't remember anything about that. Oh, no, I do remember the Katy Perry thing. That was you a know big what? deal. That was I a big propose deal. a writing exercise where after this, 
we put together our weirdest, just imagined cocktail okay. of artists from throughout history. Okay. They could be dead. Doesn't matter. But just give me four of the most nonsensical to hear to match what we're he- actually hearing. Yeah. Anyway, continue. 2016, ladies and gentlemen. Coldplay. Beyonce. Bruno Mars. Mm, Mark Ronson. And the USC marching band. Mark Ronson. <laughs> no, Cal. Not USC. Cal. Cal Bears. Okay. Yeah, that's weird as hell, too. I, I, Who's Mark Ronson? I'm not a Coldplay guy. I couldn't cancel no. it. Mark Ronson. Betty was handsome. Oh, he's got a tie to something. Is his sister Samantha Ronson? Who runs around with like Lindsay Lohan or something? I got nothing over here, Dan. This is like some Never old people Mark stuff here. Bronson? Yeah, we got our research department on this. Uh, Sorry, Jeremy. We should get you a laptop. Sorry, you do. don't get an extra paycheck for this. Just uh, <laughs> you're like a Super Bowl performer. Uptown Funk. So he would have written Uptown Funk. Oh, okay. With Bruno Mars. Okay. Because Uptown Funk is just like a Bruno was on it's that. It's gonna bill. give it to you. It's just kind of a hybrid of well, lots it's of gonna songs. Give it to you. It's really not a. Because it's Saturday night and you're in the something. Don't believe me? Just watch, bitch. Sounding like a Ghostbuster song. Yeah, that's all I got. (laughs) Don't believe me, just watch. That one? Yeah, I ain't afraid of no ghost. 2017, ladies and gentlemen, Lady Gaga. It was Alliance Stadium in Houston. She came down out of the, like, the top of the stadium, that was the huge buzz of that. Her entrance was the... Blew everybody's head off. She and fucking then, repelled from a helicopter or something, or what? Yeah, it was it was that asinine. Like, yeah, or the top of the stadium. The roof of a dome. Theatrical. Yeah. yeah, it was very theatrical. Very Lady Gaga. Sure. 2018. Did some crazy pole dancing all the way down or something. Yeah. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. 2018? Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids... Along with the University of Minnesota marching band. That's bullshit. Justin Timberlake gets to perform alone. <laughs> Basically, and, has to and, the t- and Madonna has to share the stage with fucking no-name acronym bands. <laughs> this is what corporate decisions look like for entertainment, though. Like Justin Timberlake, and I remember yeah. that show. It was really disappointing. The 2018 one? He was wearing a Western shirt, and he had songs no one was listening to. And it had to I, be. I really like Justin Timberlake, but that was really disappointing. That show. Mm. Do you remember that at all? Fell flat. Not really, and that probably is, is why. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, because some of these, you know, I remember a lot of these. I don't want to list them all, but yeah, very forgettable. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, Lady Gaga. I told you all about that. Katy Perry. Whatever. 2019, ladies and gentlemen, Maroon Five. With Big Boy and Travis Scott, he took his shirt. <laughs> he took his shirt off, and he had a lot of tattoos. Yes, it was a lot of shirt off with that guy. Big oh my Boy, God. Big Boy is outcast, which is rap royalty. There you go. Yep. So to hear him, you know, that's he would have been in the pantheon of guys that they collected this year, but like the stage can only hold so no, many. I Big guess Big Boy is like Garfunkel, though. It, without Andre three thousand. It's it's not the same. Not fair to call Big Boy Garfunkel. I don't think to uh, Andre. <laughs> Hot take. Too harsh. Andre Andre is certainly the scene stealer and like the more transcendent talent maybe. Mm. But Big Boy is a producer and 
and those two as a team, I think, was much more give and take than just, hey, did you write anything brilliant that I can sing lately? Maybe. Yeah. Two thousand twenty. Got the greatest white man forever. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. That's a lot of booty, a lot of shaking of the booties. And this is gonna get yes. But the most sexual thing, if we're gonna if we can just talk about sex in the Super Bowl halftime show for a second, when Prince performed, he had this multi gender symbol thing guitar. guitar. Yeah. The artist formerly known Mm -hmm. as Prince. Ladies And and gentlemen. A large white sheet, large white sheet in front of him. God knows how many hundred, you know, hundred feet tall or whatever it was, and a light position so that it shot his shadow up on this enormous ruffling screen, and he held it just at cock level. Wow! Out, listeners, you're lucky you can't just, just this is start. You know, it could not have been more explicit. Look true. at my cock guitar. That's true. Pose <laughs> on the huge silhouette. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Cock guitar, hold it. This guitar is my cock. And then, you know, he started playing. Only Prince, right? Yeah. Would like, apparently that passed censorship. Everyone was upset about Nipplegate. But enormous shadow cock guitar is fine. <laughs> Forgiven. We love Prince. Enormous shadow cock guitar. Gate. <laughs> Forgiven. It's fine. <laughs> because then the curtain dropped and he tore that motherfucking shadow yeah. cock guitar up. Yeah. He's but good. Beyonce and Shakira, what's your... J-Lo and Shakira. Or J-Lo and Shakira. Horrible. They were horrible? Well, th- let me back that up. I don't know their music. I don't care about J-Lo and Shakira. Same. I was horrified, though, sitting there watching it with my kids... And other family members, maybe, and stuff. And it was just ass, 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 uh, ass. And they did it together. And it was like, no. who's got a better ass? Oh, here's my ass. Yikes. And my, even my kids. My, so this is a. You're just talking a, about this like it's a bad thing, though, Dan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I am. I'm oh, kidding. Because awful. deep in my soul, I'm kind of a prude. And I'm, my, my boys were sitting there like, um, we get it. You have asses. It's, we get it. We, we're good. We're good. And I and this is going to bleed into the Your teenage hormonal time. just boners all the time, boys. We're like, enough. We're going to make a boomerang point about this in just a moment. But yeah, I, I maybe you don't know it, but I've got a lot of hot takes about that. Like, Ugh. well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, I think. Nothing but disgust coming from Chris's quarter. And I'm I didn't mean to be insensitive with the joke that you talk about it like it's, it's a bad thing. Like It's hard for me to separate J-Lo from silly. the horrific movie that she just released with Owen Wilson. Like, I'm so sad that mm. I'm just sad about Why all of it. Why is Owen Wilson doing work stuff with Ugh, her? It just makes me... Why? Just why are you putting more horrible things out into the world? <laughs> Who remembers what 2021 <laughs> Super Bowl halftime was? Mm. That, COVID that Super Bowl. Menudo reunion. Last year, yeah, COVID Super Bowl. Menudo. Super Bowl still happened. <sighs> My son would remember. Menudo connects with crowd? people. <laughs> there was Menudo a crowd. Uh, Who was remember. the biggest band in the world last year? But the year? halftime was a. Uh, well, like every year at Super Bowl halftime, it was much talked about. Hip hop act. Surfaces? 
No, he, that's weird. They're way too small. Who would come and play like Alliant Energy Center? Bush. <laughs> that's where I saw. Him. That's not a bad call, dude. Yeah. I saw Jimmy Cliff counting or the Goo Goo Dolls and oh, Green Day, dude. Collective Soul. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty one COVID Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Oh, it was terrible. I remember watching it. It it was him inside a box. It was a lot of yeah. Oh, it, was it was like awful. So without because of COVID, there couldn't be like your hordes of backup. So dancers he was trying to be artistic about it. So it was like this mechanical show. It was a. It was bad. It was on him the whole time. There was no giant scope to it, and it was just him in this like computerized stage thing that like. People like, who try and do stuff that's just too conceptual. And people, it was conceptual. people yeah. were already feeling boxed in, and it was literally him in a box, like not being able to get out of this box. And I'm like, what? Why would you do that? You know what it was? It if was we're going to speak about. You have to be in charge next year. I should be. Yeah. All right, Chris, <laughs> this, that we would. You've got to fill out I would three pick spots. surfaces. They're happy. They're not big, but they're they're so joyful. Okay. Interesting. You already solved it. All right. Fine. And Elton John, because they do a song together, anyways. It's hard to believe that Elton. Perfect pick. Elton John with surfaces. And Billy Next Joel year. wasn't listed among those I'll that did it, bu- so he must have like played that. around the Super Bowl before, or after one of those kind oh, of things. Thanks. Yeah. That adds up. Who? So Billy Joel and Chris, this astronaut yeah. story that I was telling earlier. Mm. But Noted Super Bowl halftime expert Chris Adams mm. on the pod. You just watched Super Bowl halftime. Just now. A second ago. Thoughts? Um, I wondered who, who was lip syncing. I'm pretty sure Mary J. Blige was lip syncing. That's always my first question. It felt to me like a, a love song to L.A. because of Dre and... Ladies and gentlemen. Which, it's great. I mean, I felt like that's great. It also felt like a... Uh, like a tip of the hat to him and like you said he's not getting any younger walking we by the ocean that turns into a keyboard yeah. we don't necessarily want to see epic. him in his 70s doing this right so like that seemed really it seemed like they were having a good time snoop dogg is sort of this weird mysterious I wouldn't be surprised if he was an alien being and like... There's a timeless weirdness yeah. to him. There is yeah. a timeless weirdness and he's in so many different pockets of society. He's on wine bottles and he's... Martha Stewart might yeah. be next to him at one moment. Yeah. And Yo, then... Martha, give me some of that green stuff. And he was very generous. He was like, give it up for Dre. He was just like... Everyone seemed really happy to feature Dre, which I... Really liked Eminem. Did a song from like twenty years ago. Lose yourself in a moment, which is a fantastic. Just song, everyone do your biggest song. It felt like that was what the Super Bowl was. Mm. Super Bowl so, halftime checklist. Do, do your, your biggest. biggest uh, play the hits. Chris. You have four and a half minutes. I know. I have an. I have a friend who's an Eminem fan. Who's like, it's not even one of his best songs. I don't know why mm-hmm. that it, was the but song. I'm married a, to an Eminem fan. But he and, built. Uh, but he built a movie around that song, and the movie. And the story of his life and of him is more powerful and resonates with people more than some of his more technically proficient songs. Well, it's like, you know, it, it was it's what people know him by. Sort of. Generally. I know him by and that. And I still was like, why is he playing this shit <laughs> at the Super Bowl 20 years after it came out? 
I get it, but I still don't. Again, I feel like they're doing mm, too much. Mm, mm, Three mm, amazing mm, hip hop artists. For you, Dan. That's enough. Mm. But um, the set, everything seemed like it was really just like nodding to origins of hip hop and L.A. and South I'm Central. all about it. That's great. But the the white, if I may, I'm sorry, I can't white train help, but enthused about this one thing that they did which was I'm getting my wish we're talking about Super Bowl halftime so yeah. please <laughs> by all means you know how now I'm going to get a little deep nerd for a second then I'm going to pull out of it but in Star Wars movies how the original part of the reason why I think the original trilogy works better than the prequels is because just the craft that went into making all the models of the planes and the worlds and the you know the sets the inside the death star interiors with the red lights on the stairs and the giant industrial like spaces almost with the showdowns someone spray painted that cardboard that's right mm-hmm. there's it's grounded in tangible stuff physical stuff and and when the prequels got made and he had all of lucas had all of these new digital toys it lost its and almost it's just like emotionally I can't it's not grounded enough for me to buy into this story that's happening here so the fact that that it's the biggest stage in the world but they just made like these reproductions of shitty little typical homes or businesses on the streets of Compton and then made it like a dollhouse by removing one of the walls. Mm-hmm. And it was painted all white. And Snoop started on the roof. And then at one point he walked down some stairs. And in the room downstairs underneath it was the band. All set up. Yeah. And these guys yep. were just obviously having a fucking great time. Jamming out. Maybe their instruments were unplugged like the Chili Peppers anyway. But it, it did really look like, you know, they... They were selling. They successfully sold the idea of like musicians fucking deep in a groove and jamming out and Snoop. You got it was like being the the vibe or the the fantasy that was being created there. I felt was like you were in this little intimate room with Snoop at a party and he was just with his friends and fucking around and like the just purity of throwing it out for the first time. Yeah, yeah. like this is where this was born. This is what it kind of looked like. Only we're we're opening it up, opening it up now. And, and my shoes cost a thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Each I mean, one. Yeah. But that was cool. I like that. That was a clever bit of theatricality and just good old fashioned set design. That he walked down some stairs from the top of that building mm-hmm. into that room where everybody was jamming, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool." I'd, that worked for me big time. I did wonder about the one one side of the the main audience. Like oh, there was a front and a back. And I don't know if all Super Bowl shows do that. I feel like sometimes they're more 360. More in the round. Right. Yeah, and I felt like, oh, those poor people. Those we, poor yeah, thousands we of people on the back. You got to film that shit, though. You don't <laughs> want to make it more complicated than it has to be. How many more edits or whatever other variables do you have to control if it's a 360 experience? You'd think they'd have that sorted out by now. Yeah, and there'd be more, you know. Yeah, just... I was surprised by that, the the set, how it was so... You're really playing for the cameras more than you are for the enormous crowd that's all around you at that point, which is, yeah, unfortunate. If I may, 
I'm sorry, this brings up a point, but when I my first concert was Billy Joel and his piano and his mic was set out at the front of the stage. I've probably told this before on pod, but it brings it to mind and how part of his stage design was his piano, his grand piano dropped at the front of the stage on a platform and was rolled to the back of the stage and then hydraulically lifted up. And then he was playing to the people oh, in, back. in the back yeah, yeah, for yeah. a few songs. And when that piano came up in the back right in front of us, everyone was losing their yeah. fucking minds. And he looked up at us smiling and like soaking up the, is this a good gimmick or what? Yeah. You know, like, here we go, you and me now. And he, and he shouted into the mic, I'll bet you thought these seats sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just was like, ah. Billy, Billy. <laughs> Higgy, do you have any hot takes on the Super Bowl halftime? No, I loved it. But you were in a, in a Where were you? Where, like, so we were in uh, the Hyatt as much as you. Regency Ballroom in St. Louis with about three or 400 families. Oh, wow. Volleyball is being battered around. Performance? Anything about it? Anything stand out? Uh, I'm just going to say I liked it. Yeah, all, all around. I think it was the perfect little snapshot in time. I love all those guys. I wasn't a huge Mary Jebelige fan, but oh. I liked her boots. And she was in Super Bowl halftime like 20 years ago as part of one of those stews. Yeah. Um, I knew I knew I'd, that wasn't That's the first time. She does every she does every like Grammys and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, Not, no real strong takes, though, other than just, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I don't really have any thoughts. Oh, hell, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, I can say for for me anyway, and I think for my household, uh, the best part of the Super Bowl was the halftime this year, mm. without a doubt. Way more exciting than the game. Way more anticipated than the game. But the game was still good. Uh, the game was. I think the game was okay. Oh, but I'd I'm love a, to hear more later. I'm a chapped Packer fan. Oh, yeah, maybe on the ride home I can. Lay that out. Uh, Chap Packer fan here. Didn't think the game was that great. but uh, The commercial before the halftime was for the NFL. And God damn it, they fucking killed it. Uh, it was these two kids playing a football, an, a video game. And the players, the ball comes out of the screen. And all of these oh, yeah. animated players come out. From, from all, all eras, eras. From yeah. all eras. They all spill out of the screen into the living room, and it's kind of like cat in the hat. They're all tackling each other and chasing the ball around. And some are doing their, like, trademark dance, like Ray Lewis did his yeah. dance. Uh, Lamar was in there. Uh, so that I, – I was uh, mouth agape. Uh, I couldn't hardly breathe. I loved that commercial so much. And then – it was like, guys, guys, yelling up the stairs like, it's time, it's time. And Ali and Max came down. Quincy couldn't care less. He was upstairs like playing with his hamster or something. But And we turned off the lights, and we turned it up irresponsibly loud. And uh, a little background, uh, Lori Higgs is a huge rap fan, rap historian, rap fan, uh, she has a keychain. One of her old work buddies got her a keychain that says Lorenzo's Benzo. 
that's a little Dr. Dre reference. Uh, I had to look it. I had to look it up. Which song it is? What's the difference? It's on Chronic 2001. Uh, back when Lorenzo was rolling in the benzo. Uh, so highly anticipated, obviously, and uh, the collective and like you said, Nath, about it, it crossing generations that your daughter and her buddy were just as agape about this thing as, as we were. The boys and Lori and me were all just out of our minds and uh, the goosebumpness of it all, the huge LA crowd and Dr. Dre being lifted up with his arms out and Snoop in his Rams colored tracksuit, his like $40,000 tracksuit, no doubt. Uh, it it was uh, it was too much. It was sensory overload to see perfect setting, perfect people doing it. We may never see. I hope we never see this again. Don't try it again because you won't top it. Uh, I personally did not think uh, Fifty Cent belonged there. No, but and I thought he and and now we'll get into some a few hot-button issues about Super Bowl halftime. Uh, he's been taken a lot on the on the Twitter and so on. He's been body shamed. He's been he's getting body shamed because he just didn't look that good. He looked puffy and not that good. He hasn't aged super well, you know, from when he was new. Uh, uh, noted rap historian Lori Higgs told me, though, that he is more important than you think to the Dr. Dre story that like he's a f oh boy if I fuck this up it's over he's a friend of he was brought into the family by Eminem I think 50 Cent is Eminem's discovery and Dre gave Eminem the exposure and brought along 50 Cent with him and so Lori oh Lori Lori's here oh my god no I can't do that I can only do my mom when my mom comes uh no, Lori would pound her fist on this table and say that he belonged there. Uh -huh. And we still are arguing about it. Uh, sometimes couples argue. And I'm just like, okay, he's part of the story, but it just wasn't that great in the performance. It just it, it fell flat for me. Mary J. Blige, she's been in Super Bowl halftime before. As stated, she does every award show. She's been she's she's pretty elevated. She's pretty exalted. And uh this is where we're going to do a callback to Shakira and J-Lo, which was ass, 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 and more ass. Everybody else got to just wear a tracksuit. Everybody <laughs> else just got to wear, like, pants and a sweatshirt. And uh, Mary J. Blige had to wear, like, a, what do you call that thing, Chris? What is that thing? Leotard? A bustier. Leotard, yeah. Uh, a, a bustier. All kind of, of these yeah. things are appropriate. A bustier, a corset, uh, whatever, with no coverage and thigh-high boots and a blonde wig that went down to her ass. Like, when are we fucking going to get over this? Yeah, when are we going to get past also this? also like 60. <laughs> Madonna had elements of that when she did the Super Bowl, I remember, where you were like, you're a little bit old, which sounds harsh, but to be pulling off some of these dance moves, like you don't move and look like you did when you were 20, it's a little maybe sad on some level. 
to see you having to chase this yeah or be told vision to of or ideal of physical beauty and kind of perfection when really you know she's supposed to be a singer and mary j blige could have showed up in a sweat like a tracksuit yeah. or something and it would have been and fantastic we, we all would have clapped we, we all would have appreciated it and there's a there's a whole nother pod in here uh where conspiracy dan will, will run amok but i'm just good old prude dan is just like we fucking get it why does she have to show her fucking ass and why does she you know why can't she just dress like a person why 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 i and feel it, the same way about beyonce too so it's just what is though you know the guys just get to show up in whatever their iconic garb their normal garb mm-hmm. and uh the woman always has to put on the spike heels and the thigh high boots and yeah. the and shake that ass. It's just the way it is. And I've I could go on and on and on about that. I have lots of feelings about that. Me too. In the music culture, um, maybe for another time. But uh, Eminem, uh, I agree that uh, that song isn't his best work. Like you had all the pieces there, they could have did "Forgot About Dre," which isn't that dirty or it, it was. Per- it's perfect. It and that's that's way more. It's 20 years old. But that's Super Bowl halftime corporate decision yeah. making. It's like, yeah. what's his, what's the biggest hit? What's every single person from your grandma to your five-year-old daughter has to know that song. And so that's what he got. And I was crushed. I, I was so excited for him to, because, well, and Lori loves Eminem. So I was, I was doing the like sympathy rooting I was like watching her on the couch and like, here he comes, here he comes. She's going to fucking lose it. She's going to lose it. And it was that. And she looked, she was happy for him. It was, it was satisfying. Mm-hmm. She has a, all the respect in the world for that song and what it means. But, and he got one song. He's fucking Eminem. Mm-hmm. He's, he's arguably as a rapper, he might be better than all those people as a rapper. Is that controversial to say or I don't know. a hot take? One of a kind, unmatched, unequaled, straight up, holding a microphone and rapping guy. Like, oh, tell you that. fuck, the guy has like a dozen albums of material. So that that kind of let, I was let down by that a little bit. And I was like, why instead of 50 Cent? Like, why didn't we have one more Eminem shared track with Eminem? Yeah. Where was forgot about Dre? It's a no-brainer. Um, oh, Kendrick. The biggest reaction from noted rap fan Lori Higgs was for Kendrick Lamar. That's when she sat up on the couch and said, holy fuck, he's so hot. And, oh, that suit is so hot. Like, every she she was transformed when Kendrick Lamar came out. I don't and even she, know what he played. He played a song. Me neither. But she knew the song. Yeah. And she was pissed that he eased up on the lyrics because it's about cops. And they they sanitized it a little bit. She was arms folded. Arms, <laughs> what? Fuck that. Arms folded. Uh, and that's about it, right? What You just watched it. Am I, what did it how did it go out? Uh, Dre 
Dre and uh, Snoop were back on the top and Mary J. Blige uh, joined them Mm. and then Eminem and it was like they were all there together. Okay. There you have it. Mm -hmm. They played the Tupac song, of course. My, the smart money was on that being the opener or the closer, Mm. but it was the second song. So still satisfying. No Tupac. I thought someone might step in and do Tupac's part to keep it going a little bit. But Dre did his part. Welcome, welcome y'all, the wild, wild west. You know, it was fucking awesome. That song is a standalone. That's that's a song in its own class of of hit. It's Mount Rushmore hip hop track for sure. Babies know it. Grandmas know it. (laughs) Everybody fucking knows that song. Well, we did it. We talked about every single Super Bowl halftime <laughs> in some fashion. I missed, what was the very first one? The very, very first one. Oh, shit. Let me get back to my Google search here. The marching band and Mickey Rooney. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Rooney got in there. Uh, where is it here? All-time list. He did? He was in there. Yeah, it was some celebration of like 100 years of Hollywood, and it was Mickey Rooney and George Burns and like... <laughs> The listener right now is begging me not to read this list again because no. I read every single I one. I just need the very first one. I'm curious. Super Bowl one when the Packers beat the Chiefs. Ladies and gentlemen, the Three Stooges, University of Arizona and Grambling State University marching bands. The Three Stooges? The Three Stooges. Uh, I don't understand. They did comedy? Chris, for the first time in this segment, we're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) I relate completely. I don't get it. I simply don't get it. What did they? They just did a Three Stooges bit. I don't know. And what was what surprising is, as a child, Mary J. Blige was also part of that performance. (laughs) (laughs) The Three Stooges performance. See what? (laughs) If you look in the background. Me while I play as a fly enthusiasm aimed at your indifference Scan the floor for one tap and door bobbing here Any signal coming back on the same man for a frequency wavelength How's reception connection? Don't flip the dial, let's get performance Here's commercial free Here's commercial free Only thing for sale up here is me and my seat You're free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs Got a mic and I can turn it up but I can't turn you down Got a mic what I need to do Let's more, more is what I'm telling you.